great. So hi all, welcome to the sixth episode of the Ippy Insider. Uh, we're very grateful to have Owen Riley on uh, for a quick session today. Um, and the topic of our conversation will be changing the status quo within the property industry. Um, Owen is over 18 to 18 years in the industry, 20 years in the industry, Owen. Years, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't think it. Um, so listen, we're going to go through, you know, how to change, how you can get ahead of the changing landscape. And um, so Owen, you're very welcome. Thank you, Kenneth. So, oh, listen, tell me a bit about, obviously, you've gone through a recession yourself and you've seen how, how the property market's tilted. You know, how is this pandemic affecting the housing market in Dublin, in your opinion? Well, I suppose at the initial uh, onset of COVID-19, you know, the market stopped and your initial reaction was the, um, you know, the, the welfare and safety of your, your family and, and your colleagues. So initially it was, it was just, the market just literally stopped. And um, it was just really the shock and awe of it, wasn't it? And um, a few days after the restrictions had been brought in, it, you know, it became obvious that there were still people who needed to move for whatever reason. So it could have been people who were due to move to Dublin and needed to move into their rental property. There was tenancies ending. Uh, I remember the, when the hotel shut, we had to uh, work to find a lot of people rentals very quickly. And of course, Closings were, were scheduled to happen, and over the last ten weeks, we've had closings um, every week. Um, but initially, the market just literally stopped. Okay, so in terms of you were you were talking about it stopping, but yet, what allowed it to you and and and, and your and your staff to continually working? Was there an influx of new technologies having to be you know you had to jump on them, or did you have the systems in place? Thankfully, we had the systems in place. Um, I mean. I guess, you know, a couple of years ago, we, we first started doing VOR tours on, on, on all of our sales properties and occasional rental properties. And to the restrictions coming in place, we did as many VOR tours as we could on our, on our rental properties. And our, our filing system is in the cloud. Um, our phone system is on the cloud. So we were essentially able to operate from any, uh, anywhere. So um, myself and my colleagues immediately went working remotely. Okay, do you, do you see this pandemic having an effect on innovation within, within the industry? I mean, I think the most striking thing from the last 10 weeks is the embrace of um, technology in property. I mean, it's, it's there quite a while. Um, there's always some, some leaders in this space and a lot of agents had already uh, invested in their um, digital um, offering. But I think the embrace of working mobily, um, VOR tours, um, online bidding, um, online signing of leases um, have already come to the fore. Like to give you an example, Kenneth, uh, in rentals, we've had um, a number of tenants happy to rent a property based on the VOR tour only. And one of the great things with the with the, the Matterport tours that, that we have is you can you can jump on a Zoom call like this, you can share your screen and talk the uh, customer through the, the VOR tour, do the digital dollhouse, um, show them 360 shots of the, of the neighborhood, and then with our online passporting um, platform, they can load all their references um, securely. And once we um, verify those, they can sign their lease digitally. So in a number of cases over the last 10 weeks, we've moved tenants into properties where we've not actually physically met the tenant at all. Um, so when it came to, uh, when the lease was signed and needed to get their, their keys, in many cases, we just carried the keys to their, to their existing address. Brilliant, brilliant. So it's, it's, it's really pushed on 
that's probably saved you time in in terms of not having to travel. Um, you know, you, you you've taken some of your overheads down there straight away. And um, in terms of the one thing I would say about that kind of is, I mean, that kind of that kind of efficiency and saving time was 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 staring us in the face. Mm. Um, I mean, one of the more efficient parts of the previous rental market, I'll talk about what the current rental market is like in a moment. Is you would, to to be fair, you would list a property and regularly have 20 people arriving to view the property. It's totally inefficient. In a, in a lot of cases, the, the property could be unsuitable for a tenant for whatever reason. Had they done the VO tour in advance, they might have realized that. But also, we've kind of reversed the transaction. So at this stage, given we're 10 weeks into the pandemic and we have it under control, how we're operating now in the rental market is a tenant will do a VO tour initially. If they're interested, they will provide references. We will verify and before they sign the lease, they would like to do a physical viewing. Mm. Um, we've, been, we've been offering that, uh, wearing PPE gear, and, but we should have been operating in that fashion before uh, this crisis arrived. Yeah, and it, it, it's definitely sped up. Um, innovation is definitely sped up to, because of it, and I can see that with a, with a lot of industries out there. It, 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 it's really putting, um, and, and what I love about what is happening, and I know I'm not saying that in a, in a, in a bad way or... It's actually putting back um, the people and, and it's building the relationships at the center of the business. You're giving that one-to-one interaction with an individual that they probably wouldn't have got if they'd gone up to an open house and there was 20 or 30 people there. Absolutely. And um, I, as I said, I think going forward, it's all about adding efficiencies um, mm-hmm. to our business and using technology to do that, whether it's the, the, the VR tour, um, online passporting for the tenants, and signing leases digitally. I mean, we haven't met any clients to sign paperwork for three years, um, and the same, the same with leases. And you know, those kind of physical meetings were unnecessary, and and obviously for the foreseeable future, they're going to be absolutely unnecessary. And to mitigate against our staff, we 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 obviously be limiting the number of physical face-to-face interaction we have to have with our clients and with our customers. And um, but I think it's great to see the 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 industry embrace technology. Uh, in the last 10 weeks. And, and that can only be really be good for the consumer as well. Mm. And what, what are your predictions on the ground? Let's just touch on the sales market first for the next 12 months. Um, and then we can go on to the rentals soon after. Well, I, I, I mean, it's obviously very early to say what impact um, all of this is going to have on the, on the market. Um, but, you know, in general, what, what happens in the, in the economy is mirrored in the, in the, in the, in the market. If you look at the last 10 weeks, Kenneth, um, initially we had a lot of sales fall through. Um, a lot of those sales were with investors, but there was a number of sales with, with owner-occupiers as well. And our fall through rate was nearly 60% actually, um, which sounded hot, quite high initially, but from chatting to other agents, they're at a, they're, some of those are at similar levels now. Uh, interestingly, some of those buyers are now re-engaging um, in, the last, uh, in the last week, uh, wanting to start a conversation again. Um, unfortunately, in the last couple of weeks, we have had some cases where buyers who wanted to proceed uh, can no longer proceed because their bank have withdrawn um, their initial mortgage offer. You're, you're saying then your, your inquiries have increased. And, and do you see a steady influx of inquiries you know, continuing? or inquiries, inquiries have increased week, week on week. I mean, um, during the, the, the height of the crisis, so to speak, we still had sales inquiries coming in. Um, and we still had people who needed to buy because they've sold their existing property. And in the rental market, inquiries week and week are getting stronger. And I think the rental market will prove to be um, resilient. 
But to answer your, your earlier question, I do think it's going to be a buyer's market for the rest of the year. Mm. No um, doubt but, it would be. I mean, you, if you've got, you know, the market has turned and you've got, do, do you see more agents turning on the, to, to act on the, on the buyer's behalf or, or how, do you, how do you envision that? You know, it's, it's, it's quite foreign and there's, there's probably only a handful in Ireland at the moment. In um, terms of buyer agents? Yeah, to, to act as a, as, a, as a buyer's, you know, as a, for, for, the, for the buyer um, and you can then act and, and, and potentially start getting, a, getting retained by the buyer or, you know. Yeah, that market, that market is definitely growing and um, particularly with um, overseas buyers. But we're, we've seen an increase in inquiries from that type of buyer over the last few weeks and um, mainly from investors who are going to be looking for value, but also um, so from some pe- families who are moving here later in the summer perhaps not arriving when they thought they were going to arrive. And there's obviously no substitute for local um, expertise. So I would see um, buyers availing of that service uh, more because given it is going to be a buyer's market for the rest of the year, I think there will be value for buyers. Absolutely. They just need to go and find it and then get the right advice on the price. Yeah, as opposed to trying to list stock um, undervalued, I don't see why they wouldn't act and, and find them find them deals. It's, it, it, it's a difficult, and I don't know how it's been so it hasn't been grasped up quicker um, because you look at, you look at the UK, you look at the state, Canada, there's a huge amount of buyers rep, reps and there's a good bit of money to be made because it's not your, your fixed, you know, one, 1.5%. You can, you can give them options, you know, 25% of the amount saved off asking, you know, 2% on completion and you can even get a retainer in some cases, you know, do you see if we, yeah, go ahead. We, we offer an hourly service, mm. um, which which is totally transparent very good so in, ter- in terms of seeing this we're, we're, we're slightly going on to the next topic of you know do you see a shift in the high street model at the moment you know given that everyone's working from home they're working remotely you know they're trying to gain more exposure online where do you see the model moving to i think i still think there's a place for um a high street office um I think obviously a lot of firms now are going to look at their cost base and bricks and mortar is one of the highest cost base. Um, perhaps there might be less of a need to have multiple branches in the same postcode, for example. So it might become more, say, regional. Um, you might have a branch serving South Dublin, city centre and North Dublin, perhaps. Mm. Um, there's no substitute for local expertise. And I think um, to have local expertise, you need to work in the neighborhood. You need to, ideally, you need to live in the neighborhood. Um, property markets can change from street to street. Values can change from street to street. And I think that kind of expertise is going to be even more important now going forward because in general, agents aren't just selling the, the property. They're selling the neighborhood. They're selling the lifestyle. And I think you need to, you need to work or live in that neighborhood to understand that. Where where do you see let's say the agents that have that have left or have or you know been let go from these bigger companies? Where do you see them going? Where you know where do you see the fit for them? The the, the, the market the market will bounce back. Um, I think my my I, I mean obviously there's going to be an initial period in the in the sales market where the, there might be a standoff between vendors and sellers. And obviously one big challenge for the industry now is how are we going to do physical viewings on properties that are occupied? Mm. And we're not, let's face it, we're not going to be able to do that until next month, possibly the month after that. Um, viewings on vacant properties is fine. But, but to answer your question, I think it's a, it's a great time for some agents to consider going out on their own, perhaps. Um, and, it, you know, for those agents, perhaps initially, they don't need a, a bricks and mortar. 
water um, location, they can work from home and go on go online. Um, but I still think there's a place for high street in terms of um, presence in a neighborhood, expertise in a neighborhood, branding in a neighborhood. And I think a, a lot of agents want to feel part of a team uh, in an office uh, environment close to amenities. Okay, so do, do, do you see, you know, a lot of a lot of the hybrid companies, let's say in the states, where the agents getting you know seventy, eighty percent. Um, do you not see that coming into Ireland at, at any stage? I could see, yeah, I could see that happening. And um, the, the reality is, though, Kenneth, within within the estate agency business in Dublin and in most other markets in Ireland, there's only really a handful of agents who can actually win business. Mm. Uh, would be would be my experience, and I think. If an agent was, come to, was to come to me with a proposal saying, look, I'm going to work my own hours, um, I don't require a basic salary, but anything I bring in, I'm, I'm taking home 70 or 80% of that. I would have no, no problem with that. Mm. But in my experience, most agents will not operate under that kind of structure. They want a basic salary and they want their, their, their firm to hand them instructions. They'll work on their own client base as well. Um, so the question is, can these agents, if they're not on basic salaries and are not getting their expenses covered, can they go out and win business? And in, in my experience, there's a lot of agents who think they have a client base, think they will get business, but then realize that actually the people they talk with their clients are actually clients of their firm. Mm. It's, a, it's a really interesting subject and it's something I'm constantly you know, looking at how Ireland will move towards more, uh, you know, a hybrid online style model, not saying that the traditional style model, but it's, it's allowing more for the agent, you know, in return and, and making them more, you know, trying to build their own business, trying to build, you know, their own client base, servicing their client base to really see, you know, more of the depths of how to run a, an agency more efficiently and not being transactional, not just worrying about what's going to be in their bank account at the end of the month. To realize right i've got to go out and earn my own earn my own piece here um, and i think agency will really um you know the standard of agency will go through the roof i believe when that when that does happen um because if you look at the, some of the big guys in the, in the states and in, in in europe they've built their own business like yourself you, your name's over the door it's not a it's not a big company name and and it's interesting to see where you know where where do you see the industry change if it's if it's not the bricks and mortar, um, where do you believe it's going to go to? Well, the first thing I would say is all agents are online now, Kenneth. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as I see in Ireland, the the biggest innovators in the industry in terms of their digital offering are the what 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 you refer to there as traditional agents. And I've been approached by a number of these brands from America and brands from Europe and um, who have built very impressive businesses in their own countries and in their own continents, but their brands are basically not known here. Mm. So in my opinion, I didn't see really what they were offering. Yes, they have some very impressive um, um, online platforms um, that offer some of the features we, we spoke about earlier there, Kenneth, but agents in Ireland can develop these systems themselves. And in fact, uh, the main leading agents in Ireland have already done that. Yeah. Uh, I think the, the going forward, the agents who will be successful, who, as you call it, that, that hybrid model, but that hybrid model is here years already, uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, my company would be one example of that. Um, but the top firms, firms in Dublin and in Ireland have um, been digitizing for, for quite, some, 
quite some time now, I would suggest. Yeah, which kind of which kind of touches on on our next on our next point would be you know how do you see innovation of prop prop tech and tools and um, progressing on in the coming years? Well, I mean, it's all it's all about adding efficiencies, and I think you know when when we're talking about high street branches, are they required? How do we look at the whole cost? How can agents build their own brand underneath a a, a larger brand that supports the agents? Bit like the brokerage model in the um, in the in the United States, um, but talking about inefficiencies, one of the biggest uh, sorry, and my my point with all of that, Kenneth, is is the cost. It's the cost of everything. And a state agency in Ireland has become a very low margin business uh, in the last uh, number of years. There are a lot of agents who some aren't even making a profit um, at the end of, at the end of the month. So you've got to look at the cost base and. Yes, bricks and mortar is a cost, but quite often um, the cost of an employee can be, can, be, can be higher. The biggest inefficiency in the business at the moment is the amount of sales that fall through and um, how long it takes to close a sale. I think we've cracked the virtual viewing part of it. Um, many agents and platforms are offering online bidding, which uh, buyers obviously love because of the transparency of it and the efficiency of it. So I think the next part of the transaction that needs to be looked at is the, is the conveyancing. And I think that that's what the industry and all the stakeholders, the agents, the solicitors, the law society, the banks, we need to digitize that whole process and make it more efficient. And I think we also need to reverse the transaction in some ways in that Personally, I think we've got, to, we've got to do less subject to contract sales, subject to survey, subject to changing your mind. Mm. You know, one of the reasons, you know, if you look at our fall through rate over the last 10 weeks, a good number of those sales that fell through should have been signed up and closed a long time ago. Some of those sales were agreed at the end of last year. And mm. um, so there's no reason why with these platforms that are available that the, all the documents the buyer requires and their solicitor, be it the, the contract, at the mud requisitions for the block and certs of compliance for plan permission. There's no reason that can all, can't all be made available, made available up front. And there's no reason we can't move to a, a kind of a binding private treaty sales uh, process. And we're about to roll out that and a cover for our new listings over the next uh, couple of weeks, where we'll be making all that information available to the buyer up front. And once they review all of that, we would hope by the time they're making a bid and we're accepting it, that they've immediately bought the property. And I think that's the, that, that's the one thing the industry need to focus on now, that kind of uh, efficiency, that kind of speed. So in, in terms of how do agents really, you know, move forward together and not get left behind with the tech that we've spoken about today? You know, you're talking about something there um, and it's a really great point is that you're doing it, but not a lot of agents are doing it and not, um, you know how do we how do we move together within the Irish industry to get to support let's say agents who wouldn't have a, a ton of listings or well i think I think we all know now it's it's and not just in property in a lot of industries it's now digitize or die um be online or die and I think um the estate agency business in ireland is a is a very very competitive business um but there is one area, I mean, obviously the, a prop tech war broke out a couple of years ago between uh, some of the agents and, you know, my prop tech's better than your prop tech. And um, there's kind of a, a, a race war that costs a lot of money. 
Um, one way to bring the industry together and kind of take control of the market and make the market more efficient for, for everyone, the agents, all the stakeholders, but particularly the consumer, is an agent portal. Um, so I and some other agents have formed a group called the Irish Estate Agent Cooperative. And the main goal of that group is to develop a, an agent-backed portal that will offer all the suite of prop tech tools that we've spoken about uh, during our conversation that will digitize the whole property transaction and increase margins for agents and by cutting out some of the inefficiencies like the amount of sales that are falling through, how long it takes to close a sale. I think if every agent um, sold 80% of everything they listed and it closed reasonably quickly, this can be a very, very profitable business. Um, but I think agents need to focus on how can they produce new few uh, revenue streams. And one of those is by getting a share of the digital dividend from the online market, which is something that the current portals in, in, in Ireland are not sharing with agents. Mm. And some of the portals are making more money from um, online advertising and um, reporting how they're using the data um, than they are from the fees they're collecting from agents. And I think agents need to, um, need to look at that and we need to focus on working together to develop an agent-backed portal that will generate these new revenue streams for agents. You, you touched off of, of, of quite an interesting point there. You know, having stock sitting on the market for a long period of time comes down to it being poorly valued or you know, not, not, not a full understanding of the market. In terms of having the correct data and, 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 and grasping a, a firm grip on how, how the market is performing, how can agents value properties more efficiently? And, you know, how are you valuing properties right now? Well, right now it's, it's hard to put a value on anything. I mean, all, all you can do is look at the, the last 10 weeks, but one can get an idea from um, some sales we've had to renegotiate, renegotiate with buyers. And so we found some buyers were happy to proceed as, as agreed and wanted to uh, renegotiate. And then one can look at, um, I suppose, what's happening in other markets that have uh, reopened, like New Zealand, and uh, like in the, in the United States, like in China, for example. And I, I guess you also have to look at what kind of inquiries that are coming in and the conversations with buyers. And a lot of buyers now are wondering, you know, what value is there? How long is on the property on the market? What will the vendor, uh, you know, what will the vendor consider? And as I mentioned earlier, one concern I have is a kind of a standoff now between buyers and sellers that goes on for, for, for months. Um, during the, the last um, um, crisis uh, in the property market, which was brought on by a financial crisis, obviously, was you know, transactions went way down from 2008 to the end of 2012. That's four years. Mm. That's four years. And transactions are the lifeblood of, a, of an agent's business. And the biggest lesson I learned during the last crash is to be ruthless with your time. You've got to be ruthless with your time. Of course, it's every agent's responsibility to their client to A, try and get them the best result and B, provide the best service. But you've got to be ruthless with your time. And what I mean by that is, if you're taking on a property, you've got to make sure that the valuation reflects the current situation and um, you know, some of the reporting that we're seeing on the market, but also what buyers are also looking for. And I think, like I recall during that time, I'd somehow on my books for two years and it sometimes sold and sometimes it didn't sold. So you've got 
during that period. So I think going forward, just focus on getting the best result for, for, for your client. You've got to focus on uh, vendors who understand there's been a shift in the market now. And the question is, you know, how long is this going to, is, how long is this going to last? And, but as mentioned earlier, it's going to be a buyer's market for the, re for the rest of the year. And I think vendors need to understand that. Well, if you could put a, put a number on it now and, you know, your prediction for, for the sales market, how far do you see it dropping? Um, I, I, think it's, I think it's too early to say. I mean, there's, there's no shortage of reports coming out about what's, what, they, what, they think is gonna, what they think is gonna happen next, but the, the market's not coming out of this unscathed. So I would say, you know, in the short term, it's gonna be at least 5%, I would suggest. Um, after that will depend on what's happening, in the, what's happening in the economy. Just on the, la on the last topic, we won't take any, take any more time. Um, wh what would your you know, last bits of advice be for agents? And I know we discussed it at the start of the, at the, start of the call, you know, in really kind of coming together. I think, um, I think you, you've, got to, you've got to digitize, you've got to, um, you've got to work smart. Um, I mean, some initiatives we've brought in straight away is that no, no, no longer will we have colleagues driving into work, spending an hour in rush hour traffic. Uh, we're going to work smart. Um, I think team members will work from home when they think they should work from home and come into the office when they think they should come into to the office. I think, as I mentioned there, I think agents have to be ruthless with their time and, and focus on uh, transactions and taking on properties that, that will sell or will rent. And I think... I think there's a tremendous opportunity now for the industry to, to come together, uh, support the agent co-op and make a agent portal happen for all the reasons I, I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think it's in every agent's interest to take control of the online market because whoever controls on, on the online market is going to control the transaction and whoever controls that is going to control the market. There's tremendous opportunities for agents to um, add efficiencies to their business, saving costs, and increase profit margins by making uh, making sure an agent portal happens. Very good. Well, listen, Owen, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we really appreciate. It. I'll put your details below in the in the about section. Um, and listen, best of luck for the coming months. Um, I'm sure we'll speak soon. Thank um, you, Kenneth. Thanks very much for inviting me on. Thank you. Have a good day. Cheers, Owen. Thanks very much. Bye bye.